Welcome back, beautiful people, to another episode of Redefine Beautiful. I'm your host, Faith, and we have a special guest with us today. Angel is here with me. Angel is a holistic nutritionist, wellness coach, and the owner of Simply Define Fitness, which I love the name of your company because it's so (laughs) similar to mine. We have been Instagram friends for quite a while. I feel like our missions definitely align. So I'm so happy to have you on and kind of share some of your story and talk a little bit about thyroid issues and things like that. January is Thyroid Awareness Month. So as we're recording this, we are in full swing. So um, I think it's going to be great for you guys to kind of get some insight of not only your story and how you've been able to battle it, but how others can do that as well. Yes. Well, thank you so much for having me, Faith. I'm really excited to be here and to chat with your community about thyroid awareness. As you mentioned, January is Thyroid Awareness Month. Um, As a thyroid warrior myself, it's become something that's really shifted, not just um, the way that I live, but also the work that I do. Because sadly, um, thyroid disease uh, seems to be on the rise. I'm meeting more and more women and even men that that are living with this battle. So I'm here to really just kind of share insight, education, and more importantly, hope for people that um, have been diagnosed so that they know diagnosis is not the end all be all. There's um, a lot that we can do to kind of reclaim our health and actually thrive after diagnosis. So thank you so much for having me. Yes. So um, we will dive into obviously your story. And um, I think that's a great place to start and just kind of just talk us through kind of what exactly you were diagnosed with, and um, then we can kind of dive into how you combated that. Yeah, and so um, I, I probably should kind of preface it with a little bit about my history. So I'd been in the wellness space for a very long time. Um, when I was diagnosed, I was, you know, to look at me, you would think I was the epitome of health, um, very lean, athletic looking, you know, kind of the typical things that I hate that we attribute to um, looking healthy, but that's where we are. And so, (laughs) um, you know, I was just kind of going about my business, um, building my business, um, working out, you know, six, often seven times (laughs) a week. Um, we've all been uh, there, (laughs) right. Oftentimes twice a day. Right. So I was really very much in that life. Um, I noticed some things like with my energy and heart rate, but I, I really, just kind of played them off as being a part of like, oh, I'm just really tired because I'm really busy. So I I had some really subtle signs and symptoms that were creeping up on me, but I always had a rationale for it, right? There was always some reason that I could explain it away. And so in 2016, I went to just a regular annual wellness visit um, and the doctor immediately noticed a huge lump in my throat. And it's, I, it's crazy because I, looking back, I remember feeling like I had trouble, like I was having trouble swallowing, but I thought it was allergies because I had relocated from Canada to Tennessee, um, and I had developed allergies. And so I just thought I was having trouble because of the allergies that I developed. Um, but she's like, no, you have like a really huge goiter. Like we need to get this looked at. And it was from that process that I was eventually diagnosed with Graves disease. And so Graves disease is an autoimmune thyroid disease. Um, and so I, I felt like it came out of 
nowhere. I was like, what are you, what is this lady talking about? Like, there's no way this can't be true. Like, you know, went through the whole denial thing. Um, But then when I looked back and really sat with it, I realized that my body had been giving me signs and symptoms really for maybe up to 10 years before my diagnosis. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's definitely a long time. Yes. And so um, initially, the endocrinologist that I saw was very much about, you know, you can just go ahead and get rid of your thyroid. And, you know, once I was able to rule out thyroid cancer and, and you know, I was like, okay, that's not my struggle. I was determined to use everything that I knew about just holistic living and nutrition um, and try to get to the root cause and to hold onto my thyroid until I literally had yeah. no other option, despite the fact that there was a really big push from almost every doctor that I saw to get rid of it. Um, but I... Because that's the easy answer, right? That's the easy answer. And that's just mm. what the kind of norm is, right? And so um, it's the one time, I tease my husband, it's the one time where, where my stubborn, like my my deep down stubbornness kind of <laughs> came in handy because I was like, no, I'm not. Yeah. Like I was really, really stubborn about it. And I'm grateful because it took me three and a half years and I was on medication initially, but I was able to get off of medication eventually. And um, yeah, and, and now I'm just really learning and continuing to, you know, tune into my body, use lifestyle, nutrition, holistic practices to keep things in check. But more importantly, um, I'm really about trying to spread awareness because had I known 10 years ago that my body was starting to head in that direction, there was so much more that I could have done to hopefully, you know, curb it or at least the severity. Because at the time when I was diagnosed, I was pretty, you know, deep and severe. Yeah, um, for sure. Well, one thing I want to circle back to is, you know, that doctor's push to just go ahead and remove it. And I think the big thing here is we've got to advocate for ourselves. If we don't, they're not going to do it for us. They're going to say, what is the easiest, quickest way that I can, quote unquote, fix this? Right. And they're not, a lot of times I feel like we're not fully listened to at first when we give pushback, they're like, oh, but this is why you should do it instead of, well, why don't you take some time and think about it, do some research, and then you can let me know your answer. You know, sometimes I feel like it's that car salesman pitch where it's just like, you've got to do this. This is your only option. When in reality, it's not. And you are a true example of that. And I think you coming on and sharing your story about how holistically you were able to heal um, is going to be super encouraging for others who are may not know that this is going to be their journey coming up. Because like you mentioned, it can hit you at any age, any time. And, you know, you said, you know, this is something you probably were dealing with for 10 years and just didn't know it. Right. And so I think, um, you know, when it comes to diagnosis and that moment when, okay, you know, for sure that this is something that you're dealing with, I think the reason why um, there's such a huge push for thyroidectomy is because most women or men that get to that point have been dealing with miserable symptoms for so long. They just wanted to stop, right? It's like you, you feel horrible. And the idea is that, okay, if you remove this, this thing that is the issue, then the symptoms will go away. But my biggest message to everyone is, again, if you are dealing with hyperthyroidism, hypothyroidism, or autoimmune thyroid disease, removing the gland itself is not necessarily going to deal with the issue, right? 
Um, A really important thing to note is that every single cell in our body has thyroid hormone receptors. So it's an extremely, extremely important gland. So the idea that, well, you know, lots of people have them removed and they're fine, right? Um, That's something that was told to me, like, you'll be fine. We remove them all the time. People, you know, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And it's a gland that, that our bodies will do fine without. It's not, it's not, it's not true, right? Like our our bodies need our thyroid gland. There's a reason why we're born with them. Absolutely. Um, And I've heard so many horrible stories about women who have gone ahead and had thyroidectomies that weren't necessarily um, like they didn't absolutely need to. And again, when we're talking about thyroid cancer, that's a completely different scenario. Absolutely. But um, when we're talking about over, under, you know, the autoimmune component, um, a lot of women who go ahead and get their thyroids removed, they end up regretting it because a couple of things. Number one, some people don't know that your thyroid could actually like grow back. <laughs> so that's part oh, of interesting. It. Like, like if, if not all of it is removed, if there's like a little bit right. left, if the surgeon doesn't get all of it, it can start to um, grow back. And, and then the other thing is you have to remember, especially when we're dealing with autoimmunity. So if your body is attacking your thyroid gland, so it's attacking that tissue and you remove that tissue without dealing with the root cause of why it is that your body is attacking that particular tissue, your body is still going to be attacking itself and it's going to find other tissue. That's, that's what really, I would really, think. Really, yeah. That's absolutely what happens if you don't deal with that, with the root cause of what is causing your body and your immune system to attack its own tissues. Um, and so, you know, while in, initially you might feel relief, eventually if you're not making, you know, the nutrition changes, um, the lifestyle changes, dealing with things like deep-rooted um, infections that sometimes we don't know about, um, toxicity issues. If you don't deal with those underlying issues in the long run, it, it could very well come back to create more of a problem than you yeah. ever could imagine. And so that's something that I really hope that people are mindful of and they take into consideration when they're trying to advocate for their, for their right. own health. Yes. I love that. And I love kind of your take on really kind of diving into like the reality is, you know, if you do remove that, you could be creating more problems. And another thing you touched on was, you know, sometimes you're at a, these, you might not be so far that you need to, you know, have it removed, but you know, this doctor is saying, yeah, let's go ahead and do that. When there's just so many things you can do before that, that's not to say that you're going to completely rule that out. Maybe down the road, that might be something, but if you don't have to do it right now, why go through surgery, right? Why do that? Um, and again, I think it's just a lack of knowledge, a lack of knowing what your options are. You know, if your doctor says, you know, this is what you need to do and you're, you're a doctor, I should be able to trust you. And, and, but they just, they get a a glimpse of who you are. And, and I just feel like there's just so much, we've got to ask questions. We've got to advocate for ourselves and make a decision based on how we feel. Um, because I do think we have that gut instinct to say, is this really what I should be doing? And if you're questioning it that much, there's a good sign that you probably shouldn't be. So I did want to ask, what are some, I know you said, you know, this is something you kind of were dealing with for 10 years and didn't know. What are some signs that we can be looking for 
um, you know, prior to, you know, some of those big signs, like obviously a lump in the throat, that's, that's kind of like, okay, I need to, but what are some things that we should be looking for kind of on a day-to-day basis just to make sure everything is running smoothly, so to speak? Yeah. So I think it's really important that we tune into our bodies. And so a really big one is energy, right? So depending on whether you're dealing with an overactive thyroid or an underactive thyroid, you may feel um, really, really, like really low energy, right? And, and a part of the challenge in dealing with thyroid diagnosis is that a lot of the symptoms kind of can overlap with other health issues. But right. I always say that it's like once you have a clear understanding of how it is that your body operates, it's it's easier to kind of navigate and pinpoint things. So energy level is a really is a really big thing. If you're feeling super super low energy, or if you're feeling hyper, right? Um, your heart rate. So just your resting heart rate again. If it's really really high resting or really really low resting, that can be an indication. Um, things like your hair, your skin, and your nails, right? So like my hair started. I mean like clumps, like clumps and clumps and clumps of hair, um, was coming out. (laughs) Actually, I I shouldn't giggle because I'm just going back to that moment of like me thinking like, what the heck is this? But then it's always like, Oh, I colored my hair, right? Like my hair is probably damaged. Right. And it's just, it's that urge to just explain it away exactly Um, exactly and kind of push it like you don't want it to be something else right right so um yeah hair you know skin really really dry skin um is another one swollen kind of puffy face um and I always you know I even tell myself and it's something that I'm really conscientious about doing now but it's like really looking at yourself right? Like in the mirror, because I'm like, how did I have this? It's so funny. I remember leaving that doctor's appointment and thinking like, and look, I'm like, I do have a huge, I'm like, how did I not see this huge lump? And I remember going to my husband, like, you you didn't see this thing. (laughs) Like you didn't, you didn't see this. He's like, I just didn't. Right. So it's like really spending time in the mirror. And if you have to, you know, take photos it just so that you know, you know, know what normal looks like yeah so that you can you know and my eyes were starting to change I was starting to develop thyroid eye disease um and it's because I just really didn't look at myself yeah and it Um, seems so simple right like that seems like the easiest thing to do right um but I think you got to know to do it you know and I think somebody hearing somebody else who not necessarily missed the signs but didn't give in to the signs. Again, you said you, you know, we're explaining them away. And I think that's just a human tendency because we want it to be something else that we don't really like. I dyed my hair. This is my fault. It's going to yes. fall out. You know, we want to, so it's not something else that I have to deal with because life is stressful. We don't need yeah. anything else. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like you said, something so easy is just taking a look at yourself on the day to day basis. Yes. And I would say even more importantly than that. Get your labs done. I know that a lot of doctors, typically they'll test for TSH. 
um, fairly easily, right? So when you're going through your annual wellness visit, if you're telling your doctor, you know what, I'm, I'm feeling like things are off. I'm, you know, maybe I'm struggling more than usual to lose some weight or maybe weight is falling off of me and it's unexplained or again, kind of the things we talked about in terms of energy, um, you know, your skin, your hair. And if you're going into your doctor with those concerns, um, oftentimes, like, okay, we'll check your TSH, right? That's kind of like the baseline. Right. But um, I would really encourage people to push for a full thyroid panel, like off the bat, like yeah, full like thyroid. let's start here. Yes, like, with the full I know this panel. sounds great, this one little thing, but I don't want to come back in two weeks because right. I'm not satisfied with the results that you told me. Let's just go right. ahead and skip that. And also and check because for that doesn't all. give you a, a clear picture or an idea. Um, of it's what just could one be happening. Absolutely. So I would say, you know, ask for an entire, like a full thyroid panel that includes TSH, T3, T4, um, reverse T3, and your antibodies. So TPO and TSI. So that will give you a sense of, you know, bigger picture what's happening with your thyroid, you know, hormone production and how it's moving through your body and all of that stuff. So I would yeah, say I feel like start that just there. gives you more answers. Yeah. Like you're going to get a clearer answer instead yes. of just like, okay, well this, these levels are low. And again, we got to do more tests. Like right. let's just go ahead and start there. And also again, because you can is- have, you can have like normal, like, or within range, I should say. Right. TSH and still have your other thyroid have hormones be on. off. Yes. Yeah. And it isn't till later down the road when you've been dealing with this for years um, at a time that you realize, oh, like that level was normal, but things weren't normal. Right. And, and that's, I think- a, that's what happened to me. My TSH was was slightly off for a long time, but it never affected me or so I thought. Right. And I'm like, oh, right, I, right. I have really good energy. Um, it's not affecting my workouts. Um, like none of that. Right. So I'm like, yeah, well, but you probably had that test and you're like, oh, well, nothing's wrong. So back to square one. So, yeah, I think that's so important is just going ahead. And that was, you know, obviously one of the things I wanted to ask is, you know, how do we do that? But again, it comes back to advocating. You've got to say, no, we're going to do this test. This is the test I want to do. This is what I'm paying you. I'm coming here and I want answers. And I do believe, you know, when we talked about like signs and stuff, the energy level is the biggest one I see in my clients. Um, and I always tell them, I'm like, go get it checked out. Go, you know, just see because, and even with clients who are struggling to lose weight, but they're doing all the right things. They're eating healthy, they're exercising, and there's not much more that this client can do for themselves. And I say, well, let's go see if something else is working against you. And a lot of times the thyroid is kind of at the center of it but again you've got to advocate for yourself and it's one thing obviously I can see you know somebody who's doing all this stuff it's easy for me to say let's go check on that thyroid but again I think it's just about you know somebody who doesn't come and see a trainer that you know can can see those signs and stuff it's really important that we're staying in tuned with our body and and I do think that energy level is like kind of the first place and then kind of taking a look around well you have lower energy. What else is going on too? Right. Yeah. And the other thing is, and just because I know about the battle that it can sometimes be depending on the doctor that you have to get the labs done that you want. Um, the good thing is nowadays when it comes to, you know, specifically to thyroid, there are some, you know, 
companies where you can order at home kits and test it yourself. So, you know, I I know it should be, yeah, it should be easier to just go into your practitioner that you see regularly and ask for these tests. But I also recognize that sometimes that is not the case. And so if you find yourself in a position where you've asked your doctor, you've asked your practitioner for whatever reason, they're just adamant about not um, looking into a full panel for you, look into um, some of the companies that will send you like an at-home kit that right. you can you can and I also have might recommend looking into a new doctor. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I just want to throw that out. Absolutely. If a doctor is not listening to you, if and no one takes anything else from this, if your doctor is not listening to you, that is not your doctor, right? That right. is somebody who's coming to get a paycheck. And unfortunately, I mean, there are so many good doctors out there, but unfortunately there are doctors that do not listen to their patients and they're just, they're a lot of times they're overworked. They've got too many, lo- you know, and they're just turning and burning and, and they're not listening to you. So if you right. find yourself in that situation, um, I do love, I did not know that you could kind of get that home test. And so I think that's great because that's a great place to start. You might be somebody that's not comfortable coming to your doctor and and pushing for more and that's okay, but this is an option. You can go ahead and do this, get kind of an idea and then take that to your doctor. Well, this is what, you know, this said, can we just run a full panel? And I think if you bring that, they're going to be like, yes. Like if they see, you know, things are elevated and just, or, or, you know, under whatever, you know, that kind of gives you a little more confidence to, to fight for yourself, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. So what are some other like holistic tools that people can use to kind of, whether they think this is going on or whether they know for sure, what are some things that they can be doing on kind of a daily basis to help combat that? And maybe some things that you have found that worked great for you or other clients that you've worked with. Yeah. And so I think you know, one of the biggest, and I feel like we, we know this, but, but it has to be said. And mostly because I, again, I remember being in the doctor's office and, and, you know, the first thing the doctor said was, you know, there's, there's nothing you can do for this. There's no diet for this, right? Like that's verbatim what the doctor told me. And so my, my first recommendation and thing that I would really encourage people to do is to look and take inventory um, at the weight that you're nourishing your body, because oftentimes there are nutritional deficiencies that can either, you know, that are linked to that are either contributing to the overall function of, you know, different systems in your body that can affect your thyroid. Um, if you're eating in a way that's, that's promoting inflammation in your body, that can obviously be a huge contributor, but nutrition can play a bigger role than most doctors um, will allow you to believe. And so (laughs) the first thing is- It's so sad. I know. And I I hate to have to say it in that way, but it's really, it's been my experience. It is. It's been my experience and it's been the experience of of the women that I support and that come to me for help. And so, um, yes, making sure that you're eating enough Food, right, so severely under eating is is really, really, really not helping you right. in any way, shape, or form when it comes to thyroid health and thyroid function um, or autoimmunity. So, making sure you're eating enough calories overall, making sure that your macronutrient right. bases are covered, so you're eating enough. 
protein, you are eating enough carbo- carbohydrates. I know that can be touchy for some people, but you eat the our carbs. Body, yeah, Please eat the carbs. Our body needs carbohydrates, yes. good carbohydrates, and also fats, like healthy fats. So make sure yeah. your macronutrient bases are covered. Um, and then those micronutrients, right? Because we need minerals and, we and iron and vitamin D, like vitamin C, like our body needs that, those, those micronutrients as well. So looking into if you're not able to kind of put something together on your own, um, and if your doctor isn't able to provide something in terms of an eating style that's anti-inflammatory, that's going to cover all of your nutritional bases, make sure that you either, you know, look into a a nutritionist that can help customize something for you, um, or, do some really good research yes. and, and start if nothing else. <laughs> yes. And start tracking, right? So if you're if you're having to do it alone, really track what it is that you're eating and pay attention to how your body is responding to right. that. Because again, everybody's body is going to respond differently. For so sure. nutritionally, anti-inflammatory, make sure you're eating enough, make sure you're covering all of your nutrient bases. That's a really, really, really big one. Um, when it comes to exercise, again, because I was that girl doing, you know, working out every single day, right. oftentimes twice a day, every time, almost, I'm trying to think most days I was getting up uber early as in like 3, right. 3 a.m. to work oh, out. Oh, girl. Yes. Ooh. So look at, <laughs> again, take inventory yeah. of how it is that you're moving when it comes to exercise. Make sure that you're di- diversifying. So if you're in beast mode all the time, lifting super, super crazy heavy, slow that down a little bit. And maybe yeah. instead of doing that five, six times a week, cut that down to three and supplement it with some restorative, slower right. um, movement so that you have balance. Um, and you do yoga, right? I am also that- a yoga teacher and I do yoga, yes. Yeah. And yes. so do you feel like that has been that beneficial? That has been huge. So it's it's kind of funny. Um, I had tried yoga years and years and years ago, um, and I just didn't like it, right? Like, I'm like, oh, this right. isn't for me. It's like, slow. I can, Yeah, I'm it's like, I can't, I can't sit here. I can't, like, do this, <laughs> right? Um, and yeah. then once I was diagnosed, I wasn't able to do any form of exercise for, like, six months. My heart right. rate was, like, like through the roof, sitting down, it was like I was running an ultra marathon. Oh, and yeah, so, that's scary. Yeah. So once I was clear to exercise, I could only do lower restorative. And so I'm like, let me right. try this thing because it's literally all I have at this point. Yeah. And I fell in love with it. And so um, oftentimes now I say like yoga really saved me and it's kind of my go to now more so than traditional training. So I'm I'm right. continuing to find my balance because I am a that girl who loves the gym. Like I I always say like the gym that's, is that's first, okay. yeah. is my first love. Um, right. but I also recognize that my body needs both, right? Like yes. so and a balance. People, a balance. Yes. To find your unique balance of what feels really good in terms of mentally and what you enjoy, but also what feels good in your body um, right. kind of to get out of that mode of bullying your body. Cause I did that for years. I'm like, oh, no, I don't care that you're tired. We're going to the gym. We're going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. So finding and I think, that balance. Yeah. And I think one thing with yoga, just for like me personally, you kind of, you think, 
You know, you, you turn off and you just kind of like, you're more in tuned with your body, I would say. And just, I don't know. I feel like it gives you that time to, to really like ask yourself, how are you doing? You know, does that make sense? Absolutely. So I think, I think again, especially, you know, I am someone who lifts, that's, you know, my preferred, but I also like how yoga gives me that calm and kind of recenters and things like that. And I think it's, again, it's a good time if, if you're incorporating that, that really lets you, you know, ask your body, how you doing, how you feeling? Um, and I do believe, you know, for the most part, as you exercise, you get more energy. And so I think it's also important for people when they're trying to think if they're, or find out if their thyroid is working against them. If you're working out, you know, a a nice balanced workout routine, if you don't find yourself with more energy, then it's possible that's also a sign. So again, doing these different forms, I think is just going to allow people to kind of really tap in and see, okay, is there something else going on? Right. Absolutely. And then, you know, just generally when it comes to lifestyle, like you mentioned, it's like, how is your stress? How are you managing your stress? How um, are your relationships, right? Like a variety of relationships. How do they make you feel? Are you feeling drained from the people that you're around or are you feeling inspired? Um, I'm a huge believer in the idea that every aspect of our life affects our health. So yes, nutrition is really important. Yes, exercise and movement is really important. Um, But there's, you know, the energetic piece, relationships, you know, the work that we do. It's like, are you inspired and and feel, you know, motivated by the work that you do? Or or does it sadden you and draw the life out of you? Right? Um, All of those things can have a huge impact on our overall wellness. And so... Again, I encourage people to look at all of those different right. aspects of, of yeah. their and goals. And look at them individually and collectively. And I yes. think the missing piece most of the time is mental health. And I cannot stress that enough because we can do all the right things. We can eat better and we can exercise. But if we don't actually tap into how we're feeling, and like you said, not just in a fitness setting, but in a life setting, like you said, if we're not feeling fulfilled and what we're doing isn't meaningful and our connections with other people aren't meaningful, that is draining. And that really does affect all areas of, you know, that's your mental health, your physical health, all of that suffers. And I think that's what a lot of people don't really give enough attention to. So I love that you brought that up because it is so, so important. Yes, 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 yes. So Again, and I think, you know, taking the opportunity to slow down gives us that, right? Um, One of the things that a lot of the women that I support and even myself, like I was so busy all of the time that I I missed all of the signs and symptoms because I wasn't still long enough to be like, oh, wait. Um, I'm having heart palpitations right now, <laughs> right? Like, right, just, it's right. like, cause I'm just like, go, 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 go. Yeah. And you just think that's like, okay, well, life's busy. And this is just a, a reaction to the busyness. Right. As opposed to, um, no, something's going on. That's not yeah. normal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, no. you know, and I'm someone who had been in the wellness space for a really long time and I still ignored the signs and the symptoms. Yeah. And so, and I think sometimes when we're in the wellness space, it is harder because we're like, well, you know, we are a version of our business, you know? Yeah. So if we want to be at, you know, peak performance and we don't want to think that there's something else 
that could be holding us back. Like we think that we've just got to do it all and just be this walking billboard. And the truth is it's these stories is what make people relate to us because now you're able to help people because you have been through that. And you say, this is what worked for me. I have helped others do this too. And so it's just kind of that trickle effect because if we've never dealt with that, it's a lot harder to empathize with people and say, you know, there are other options. These are the options that I did and look at me now. Yes, absolutely. I I will say for sure that, um, you know, having to deal with my diagnosis and, navigate my own wellness has absolutely made me a better coach um, and able to support, you know, my clients in a way that I would have never been able to had I not been living this myself. Um, One thing I did want to circle back to, Faith, is your mentioning of mental health. Um, And just because of, you know, the fact that thyroid disease does impact your brain. And so, you know, a lot of people may find themselves struggling with like brain fog, but that that's an, also a sign, but For even sure. cognitively it can have an impact. So again, that's a really big reason why I, I really want to advocate for people to, you know, um, make it a point to stay on top of their thyroid health, because it isn't just, I think we, we tend to think about it as, you know, like, oh, it's a weight thing, right? Like, oh, if I'm struggling with my weight, it's probably my thyroid, right? Like, right. that's, that's kind of the go-to, I think, for most people. But it's so much bigger than that. Like I said, every single right. cell in our body is impacted by it. Yes, our metabolism is affected by it. Um, but, you know, our heart health, our brain health, our memory, I mean, yes. there's there's so much more. Our actual um, joints and connective tissue is affected by like every single cell and system in our body can be affected by this. And so, I don't want people to just think of it as a weight issue, or if your weight right. is struggling in some way, that it's you know thyroid. And once you deal with that, then your weight is fine. Like it, there's so much right. more it's, to it, yeah. and so it can really impact your mental health. For sure. For sure. So would you recommend someone who doesn't have any of these signs just to go ahead and get a panel just for one, if nothing else, to have a baseline? Would you say that would be? That is one of the biggest things that I encourage people to do, because, again, um, you know, had I had a full panel 10 years before my diagnosis, I would have at least had a baseline and even testing that. Um, you know, every year, every couple of years would have allowed me to track seen change. It, yeah. Yes, I would have kind of seen it coming versus going a long period of time. And remember, you know, I, I believe that um, our body sends us subtle signs and symptoms. And when we don't listen, those whispers become screams. And so by the yes. time of my diagnosis, my body was screaming. And so, yeah. again, if you have just you know, at least one panel every year, every couple of years, it allows you to stay on top of what's happening. And so you, then you also can create um, a standard for like what feels good for you, because yes, right. we have those ranges, but people feel differently within those ranges, right? So it's like, right. you might feel really great at the top end of a normal range of any particular thyroid hormone, right? Right. Whereas I might feel better in the middle of that range. So it gives you a sense of what works for you if you 
are able to create that kind of reference history for yourself. So absolutely, if there's any way that you can get a full panel done while not having major symptoms, please do it. (laughs) Yes, yes. No, I thought, I think that's great because again, that's not even something I'm like, oh, I'm healthy. I don't need to do that. Well, the truth is, again, this can hit somebody at any point in their lives. There's no rhyme or reason. It's not, oh, you're older and then you get it. Like you can literally have this happen in the blink of an eye. So I think that's super important. At least get a baseline, know where you're starting. And like you said, really know what it feels like when you're in those normal ranges. What does that feel like? So if and when something happens down the road, you have kind of that place to start. So I think that is great. And Again, I feel like I need to go get myself one. Um, uh, sometimes it's, you know, it's like, it just, it just seems so simple. Why didn't, why didn't I ask for that, you know? Right. And, and sometimes it's kind of, it's interesting that it's not even like an option. Like some the doctor doesn't say, hey, do you want to do, you know, or like, why can't this just be like when we go get our blood, you know, you know, that we can check that. But um, I think, again, it just goes back to advocating for yourself, ask for the panel. Again, you're paying for it. So go ahead ask for it. And I think, like you said, every, you know, one to two years just to, you know, because if you, if you take the, you know, the test now and you don't take it again until the problems have hit you full on, then it was kind of like, okay, you know, but this is a great way to catch it earlier on. And then obviously the sooner you catch something like that, the more proactive you can be in again, like, you know, you mentioned being on medication to start, well, you know, if we can, if it's not as bad now, maybe we don't even have to start with medication. We can start with these other areas of our lives and then medication kind of be a last resort. And then an even last, last resort is to remove the thyroid because again, we're born with a thyroid for a reason. Um, and if we can keep it, that'd be great. Absolutely. No, I, again, that's like my really, really big push is for people to be proactive, um, to advocate. And, um, like I said, you may run into some hiccups depending on your healthcare provider. And I know in the U S like with insurance, it can be really, really challenging depending on who you have for insurance and all kinds of things. Um, so I, I really do empathize and understand that. Um, but try to be creative. Like I said, there's some at-home tests that are really affordable, actually. They've become more and more affordable because more places are offering it. Um, That's awesome. You know, turn to and look for alternative ways to get the information that you need so that you can advocate and be proactive about, um, about your health. For sure. Are there any other final thoughts that you want to leave the guest with? Um, Just kind of tying it all together. Anything you're thinking of? Um, I, I think the big thing is, um, I would say, you know, if you are someone who ends up joining this club, I call it a club, <laughs> joining this, we'll, we'll call this it a club. thyroid yeah. warrior club. Cause we are definitely a club of warriors. Um, yeah, just know that, you know, your diagnosis, like there's so much hope after your diagnosis. I remember feeling very hopeless, actually, when I was initially diagnosed. Right. Um, I didn't know anyone else at the time that I could turn to and kind of, you know, get support or insight from. And so, right. yes, I want you to know that there's absolute, there's hope, there's support. Um, 
There's more than you realize that you can do to improve your symptoms, to actually get to a place where you have energy and you feel great and you don't feel like your body is working against you. Um, It's just about having patience. Um, And it's about, again, taking inventory, going really, really deep, dealing with root cause, underlying issues, um, and being consistent, knowing that it is, in fact, a journey. Um, I think that's a really, really big thing, because even though I've been medication-free for three years, three and a half, almost four years, (laughs) thank you, Um, it's something that I deal with in terms of mentally every single day, because it's me making conscious decision about what it is that I'm going to eat versus what I'm not going to eat because I know it affects my body and my energy and my thyroid. Yeah, it's a continuous process. Right, but it can become easier. So do not lose hope. Do not lose faith. Um, You know, if if you need help, please reach out to me, even if it's just for support, um, you know, to know that there's someone else that's in this fight with you, um, please, please do. But again, you are not your diagnosis. There's lots that you can do. You can help your body heal. You can feel better. Um, you just need to learn how to support your body's natural healing process. Absolutely. And what a great kind of message to end on is that there is hope and you're not alone. So Angel, where can my guests find you so they can reach out if they have questions or just kind of follow again on social media? Again, that's how we found each other. But where can they find you at, reach out to you, maybe work with you if that's something they're you know needing in the future? Yes. So you can find me on Instagram. I'm at Simply Fit Angel. And then I actually have um, a thyroid community in the works called My Thriving Thyroid. So if you go to MyThrivingThyroid.com, you can join the wait list there and it gives you all of the information. But it's a combination of a community and a group coaching program that specifically deals with what to do once you've been diagnosed with autoimmune thyroid disease. So if you're someone who's dealing with Hashimoto's or Graves' disease, this community and education is for you. So those are the ways that people can connect. And again, if it's just a matter of DMing me and saying, hey, I heard you on Fig's podcast. I'm dealing with thyroid disease. Please, please, please stop by, say hi, because I want to hear from and connect with all of you. Exactly. Well, thank you so much. And everyone, I will have all those links in the show notes so you guys can click and find her super easily. Um, Again, she is amazing. And I feel like I have known you for years. And obviously, it's just been through Instagram, but it's so nice to kind of get on here and just chat with you. And you were so knowledgeable about thyroid disease and, and all that kind of comes with it. And I love that you're in the holistic space and really giving people hope to keep moving forward. So thank you so much for joining me today. Um, this has been so me. fun. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm course. so glad that we've gotten connect in, gotten to connect in this way. So thank you so much absolutely, for having me. Absolutely. You are doing amazing work. Keep doing you. And I hope everyone takes this opportunity to come give you a follow, see what you're all about. And um, again, thank you. Thank you.